Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. I'm your host, Michael Dolce. Very excited that uh, I was able to get set up and ready. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host extraordinaire, Mr. Hassan Godwin. How are you doing, sir? Um... You're miserable, right? Yeah, you're absolutely miserable. I know. Good. You're like, you're like, don't touch me. And I'm like, well, normally I don't touch you anyway. But uh, but today that was for your own safety, though. Today was like extra. I said that for your own good. It yeah. wasn't like a. It wasn't the antisocial. Well, it was, but it was a. It was a friendly antisocial. Kind right. Of no. No. I mean, you were, it was very helpful. I mean, yeah. It was, it's like, don't touch me. I'm I'm sick. Yeah. No. Which which I appreciate because I don't want to get sick. So yeah, that's... you can. You were all jovial too. You were really happy. We we, we had arrived in that rendezvous at the right time. I am and happy. And so you were. You look like you were going to get touchy. You Do know, know so why I I'm was happy like, though? Trying to stave you off. Because we have new graphics tonight. It's it's under. It's unbelievable. I'm really excited. Okay. Uh, you shouldn't see. The thing is, here's how here's how you sell this stuff. If you want to sell being sophisticated, you never talk about how sophisticated you are. You shouldn't mention the new graphics. You should just display them. No. That way people are like, oh, these guys got their act together, and they're so cool about it, they're not even telling us about it. I'm a hype machine. It's just there for the, for the display. No, all right. Well, I'm a hype machine. This is what I, I tried do. To help. I tried, I tried to help. I tried to help. All right, tonight we got a great show. We are talking San Diego Comic-Con. Post every other night. We've got... Well, it's true, actually. We're, we're a very high-quality show, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Fair enough. We are talking uh, with Jose Holder who actually is responsible for the awesome graphic that's behind me that you can't see, um, but you can see him all over our Facebook page and uh, right. a whole bunch of places okay. and stuff like that. He was a sire artist, but he's gone on to little smaller things like, you know, Assassin's Creed video game development oh, and, tiny things like that. you know, working on the Adam Sandler Netflix movie. Yeah, it's a step down and from sire, right? From working on the sire. His award-winning film short. So we got him yeah. coming on, so that's going to be exciting. Um, but we start tonight... The Shira controversy. Oh, the Shira Shira controversy. What what do we make of this, you know, thing that is the Shira controversy? So apparently people are up in arms uh, over Shira, Princess of Power. Uh, such a peaceful world. Because the <laughs> redesign and now, and, and now people are up in arms. What is what is what a what a shock. What a what a turn of events. Uh, well, what, okay. What, what an anomaly in our in our contemporary times that people are up in arms. You know, okay. So for the uninitiated, uninitiated, what basically happened is they re they launched. Uh, they're doing it on Netflix first of all, right? They're relaunching Shira. It's on Netflix. A relaunch, another anomaly in yeah. our time. Yeah, a relaunch. Shira was a cartoon from uh, Filmation. Yeah, back it, it in was the in the day, He-Man universe in the eighties. She was a big, busted, tall, blonde woman. She wasn't really that big, busted, but she was a she was a well-shaped uh, <laughs> hourglass, uh, kind of over-idealized, uh, you know, uh, cartoon version of a woman. She was she was pretty. All right, uh, I mean. She yeah. was. She, she was, was. You know, she was. A, she was a looker. Yeah, she was a looker. And well, she was Adam's uh, sister. You know, she was He Man's sister. So right. She's, you're gonna have He Man, who is an over idealized right. specimen of a man. Right. Which is, which is not an argument. Then his sister, who was, uh, I think, stolen away and raised on another planet. Yeah. Also in, imbued with the uh, magical powers and a, and a flying horse and yeah. all kinds of other way. I forget what the mythology was behind He Man and his well, sister. But apparently, now people are questioning the mannish qualities to the redesign. Now it's interesting because it, it has an anime feel to it. So I'm not like I'm not like really too like there's we just showed a, a picture of of I guess a scene with her talking to some tiger lady. So that's supposed to be a man that's mannish. Uh, people are complaining that the beauty. Uh, in fact, there's a YouTube video that just came out, the fall of beauty. Uh, you know, people are people. Why are they Why are they ruining beautiful people for the masses? And why are they trying to? In fact, the uh, the the friend to everyone diversity in comics said a boyish lesbian. Who is behind the recreation, the art design? Is it confirmed that she's a lesbian? Oh, I have no idea. But um, has created so a maybe, boyish, maybe not repeat that, mannish uh, figure. 
uh, and that's and that's yeah, that's essentially where we're at. So, right here. <laughs> so the uh, the often fair and even keel diversity in comet has uh, basically uh, locked down the the creator of this thing. Yes, declared she's a boyish lesbian yes. who has now created a an androgynous. Yes. Who's, who's destroyed beauty, yes. basically. Yes, yes. Well, it's All not right. just her. Not just her. I mean, a lot... It's funny because a lot of people are kind of saying that. Uh, but yes, he's leading, well, the, he's leading the charge. So she's just, she single-handedly has destroyed beauty. She is the destruction of beauty. Yes. That's the argument. The argument against it is that this is a children's cartoon. That there is no, you know definition of beauty in this particular case because it's not it's not geared toward 13 year old boys it's geared toward like it's supposed to be geared toward like younger like a really younger audience like a like a 5 to 10 kind of audience or a 5 to 12 audience mm. you know it's not it's not geared for uh, the masses so why do they even care mm. um, I have a particularly interesting take that I think you're gonna love I think this is just another example of the clickbait universe that we're in here. It's a slow news day. Comic-Con's another two days away, which we'll be previewing today. When something like this comes out, people are like, oh, this is controversial. If I make it controversial, yeah. I can do this. I mean... Well, I think, I, think the, I think what's worse is if you're gonna... <sighs> you really gotta think about this, don't you? What I'm trying to do is not uh, lose my shit over <laughs> this bullshit. Um, first of all, you can't argue. Not you, <laughs> by the way. You can't. You 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 have no credibility of argument about the proprieties of things or the fall of beauty or this or that, any of this other stuff for a cartoon. A, if manga exists, and manga is a style, manga has always androgenized men and women. Okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Always done that. Okay? It's, it's obviously it's clearly a, a manga-influenced style, if it's not manga in and of itself, or anime. It's not, if it's an, not anime in and of itself, sure. it's influenced by mm-hmm. anime. All right. So then on top of that, you create you commit the violation of deciding that the creator is obviously a boyish lesbian. Right. Who's so the argument's over. Right. The controversy is over. This is this is all bullshit now. This is a this is a personal opinion. It's 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 But it's not a personal opinion. See, this is what I'm saying. I actually really think he looked at this and all of his minions and people just like him and were like, we just made $100,000. Look know. at this. I know, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not a genuine, I feel, like, I feel like it's not a genuine like, rant or rave. Because there's, there's images of her. It just it looks we're very anonymous. Well, yes, I know. So, I mean. Because I'm hoping to cash in and make millions of dollars talking about it. Too. Right. That's right. the whole plan. But don't you see? At least I'm being very transparent about it. I would love to make a lot of money. I'm not going to go down the yeah, route. Yeah, but I mean, the thing about like marketing a jerk. is that you got to be very careful with your marketing, right? Because isn't that your position on why uh, you market something as an all female this or you market the, the diversity of something? Sure. And that causes a controversy yes. and it makes everything bad. Yes. It becomes a talking point. Right. But it seems it's a so narrative now. chaser. So, so, so. Ooh, I'm coining that. Narrative chaser. Yeah, go ahead. That's great. Let's come up with a new story no. right now. We can no. do a comic book book right no, here. I want no part Narrative chaser. <laughs> narrative chaser. Narrative chaser. That's just somebody. Some, his, superpowers, so, his superpowers are to create clickbait that makes lots a of money. That and angers his, people. And his mission every week is to find Wi-Fi, right? <laughs> He's wandering around the city find, trying to find Wi-Fi so he can start some stuff. That's right. Okay. That's right. All right, perfect. All right, print it. Wait, wait, and who's his, <laughs> who's his villain? Who's his villain? It's got to be uh, somebody good here. Oh, boy. Who's, who's, the, who's, the, the, who's the villain of Wi-Fi? No. No Wi-Fi? What was it? Fake, fake No, he no, is fake news. Fake news supporting character. Fake news narrative, supporting character. Yeah, narrative. Fake news <laughs> supporting character. Narrative chaser's the narrative hero. Narrative chaser is a... But um, he's, he's fake Adam news. Adam Weinberg, who is on our station, come up with a no Wi-Fi character? Oh, 
yeah. He did. He actually coined. Oh, we're stealing no it. No Wi-Fi. Yeah. No Wi-Fi. So that's I don't know it. if that's, that's ideologically opposed to narrative. Narrative chaser. I don't know if he's. He, I don't know if no Wi-Fi for not having Wi-Fi is. I think. I think the search for Wi-Fi is like a secondary. <laughs> that's a quest. Yeah, it's that's a, a secondary. Quest. That's a quest. It's for an everyone. idealism. He's searching for the ideal Wi-Fi so that he can he can chase narratives all over the place. Yeah, but he's got to have something. Something has to be more ideologically opposed to narrative chaser. All right, narrative chaser. I don't want to say something corny like like truth hero or truth. You know. <laughs> What's that? Lois Lane is the villain. Lois, no, Lois Lane. No, Narrative chaser versus reality. No, the media are evil. Come on, we know that. We're part of the <laughs> of we're course. part of the media now. Of we're course. we're ostensibly evil. No, I just yeah. told you. I just admitted that I made this the lead story because I knew people would come and tune in to it. I accomplished everything that other guy did. Now I'm not mean and malicious about it. I honestly don't think the drawings are that bad. Some people are comparing this to the Thundercats it's reboot this, though. This whole argument is stupid. It's just manga. Don't watch it. Yeah. <laughs> The fall of beauty, the, the destruction of beauty, get the... F- I, it, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And on top of it, you, you, you champion the destruction of beauty and then objectify the person who's doing it. One-time guest so, and, uh, and many-time commenter Alexa Fox commented, Imagine a Superman who's really just a super-slash-man and uses his everyman powers for journalistic good. Imagine a building super. And he's, super, and he's the villain. And he, no, he's just the Superman. And he's he actually doesn't do anything. But <laughs> well, he's the villain for Wi-Fi because the Super doesn't want to pay for that. He's turning Wi-Fi off. Super doesn't want to pay for that. He doesn't want your pirated he's, uh, yeah, Wi-Fi. He's, he's disconnecting that. That's enough of that. Yeah, no more, no more, no more of that now. No more of that. Yeah, this this conversation is way better than Shira. I, I think so too. Shira's it's bull. It's I think all so bull. Too. Thundercats, I understand because, um. It just looks so bad, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. It just and it's just bad art. Yeah. I don't think I don't I don't really think it's a controversy. I just it's just something I won't be watching. I would I just won't be part of it. Uh, the Shiva thing, she she looks it looks like a girl. It's a woman. It's still a woman. She's yeah. still a white woman. Yeah, you know she's still all the all the, the typical things that they would come along and and trade up or trade out. Yeah. In our in our contemporary like you know like forcefully diversified world, right? Yeah. So they make Shira Asian or <laughs> you know something any all the all the typical things that you can be upset about. So now you're gonna nitpick art style. Yeah. And it's not even like one of these. It's not even that Cal art that that really that really mutilated kind of looking Cal art. Right. Which, to which you could go, oh, that doesn't look good. Yeah. Right. So. I, I get you don't like the art style. To call it the destruction of beauty is bullshit. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you as well, too. All right. When we come back, we're going to get the Facebook feed kicking up again after my computer restart. It's very excited. Uh, and we're going to talk San Diego Comic-Con because it's coming up. I'm heading on a flight tomorrow morning. It'll be very, very exciting. And uh, we'll talk about it next. The most controversial panel at San Diego Comic-Con. I go to the same movie theater. It's in the middle of the city. Yeah, that's New York City, where we broadcast from. I guess. Okay. Ah, I have apologies. Yeah. Apologies. We're city snobs, though. I mean, that's yeah, we are. What you do. Yeah, call it New York city. is the city. Right. So there everybody is, there else, is no other. Everybody, Salt Lake. You guys can go to hell. Okay. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome to Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, talkradio.nyc. I'm your host, Michael Dolce, alongside co-host Hassan Godwin. Uh, if Yay. you caught us earlier on Facebook and then all of a sudden dropped out, we are having some technical difficulties, but we've since recovered. Uh, we talked Shira controversy. Um, is, is this a manufactured controversy? Is it, is it something more, something greater? Um, and then we're going to jump ahead, though, because there's really not much to talk about in that in that end. No, it's bullshit. Because at the end of the day, <laughs> bing, uh, you either you either watch it or you don't. Uh, biggest show of the year coming tomorrow, and that is San Diego Comic Con. Uh, so we are your source for the preview. How? I basically looked up all the panels, and I'm going to tell you about all the panels. 
Not really. What we're going to do is going to go through the San Diego Comic-Con panels. Uh, we're going to read some feedback as well, too. There was some really good, good, great conversation on the Facebook feed before it went dark for a little bit. Um, people talking about She-Ra and, and you know, how is, this, how is androgynous not beautiful? There's, there's a lot of different things you can, you can, you can kind of go in. Well, in yeah, but your problem there. was you, you quoted Diversity in Comics, who's a known dick. So. No, exactly. No, but, that's the, that's the, but you know, again, he, he, his whole... His whole you know, mo was I'm drawing up people to make me money, and that's how he makes his money. He gets he he. he I get that, but he, I'm saying that that you know, instead of us being able to just jump in and actually have a conversation about the 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 character or the art, the history of the character, or anything, yeah. you know, you jump right to lesbian. You know, well, that's the uh, controversy because otherwise, who cares no. about Shira, right? <laughs> I mean, isn't that the bottom line? It wasn't. A, it wasn't necessarily a successful cartoon back well, in the day. It's kind of strange that I ended up looking up this stuff, and you know, and then we just decided that was not your to. that was your bad. Yeah, apparently <laughs> that was your bad. San Diego Comic Con. It's the biggest show of the year. It's happening starting tomorrow. Actually, it's technically tonight. Technically, right now, there's a preview night going on, which uh, I'm deciding to do. You know, this instead, which I think was really, really a good idea because I, I enjoy this podcast, and uh, you know. I enjoy having everyone here. I enjoy seeing you every week, Hassan. It's great. Uh, I understand why you would. There are quite a few panels going on at uh, at San Diego Comic Con that um, basically Comic Con is. I, I, we have New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con is just as big. Um, it's so big that it's, it's bigger. It, 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 people wise, it's bigger. But I think the event because it's the middle of summer. You know, San Diego is like the um, you know the event in that sense. Um, and I think that's, you know, I, I don't know. Again, that's what people gravitate to as, like, the event of the year, right? Uh, I'll take your word for it. The <laughs> funny thing about it, have you ever been to San Diego? You've, nope. been to, you've never been to San Diego? Really? Nope. How have you not gone? You, well, that's you don't like people very much. No. Nor the heat. It's expensive. Nor the summer. So, okay, it makes perfect sense why you didn't go. Um that's Hollywood none, is none of the reasons you cited are the reasons I didn't go, but okay. <laughs> Hollywood has kind of taken over, obviously, now. Like, Hollywood has become, like, the big, like, forerunner for Comic-Con. And, and in a lot of ways, people are like, well, it's barely about comics anymore, which is 100% true, but it's still, like, it's still a celebration of all the stuff we love, and it's gotten bigger, and, and it's kind of led to the fact that now... You know, even the stuff that we even have this podcast, uh, you know, as a result of things like Comic-Con, right? I mean, if people didn't have interest in this stuff um, in mass, you know, going from, like, the original 1980 Hotel to now. En masse? Yes, en masse. That's what I said. No, you didn't. Did I say in mass? Mm-hmm. Meh. The French are freaking out right now. Coining a lot right now. Um, <laughs> yes, it's another, it's another so anyway, So it's the Mecca, right? So there's some really cool panels going on this week. We got Doctor Who. Uh, the BBC America's official panel. It's a big, you know, the big talk, obviously, um, is that uh, it's going to be played by Jodie Whittaker now, right, the first female Doctor Who. So right. everyone's kind of kind of going nuts over that. So that's that's like a big thing. Um, one of the other things, the, the Walking, you know, there's an annual Walking Dead panel. There's a Walking Dead panel there and at San Diego um, because why not? You know, there and at San stuff. Diego. Uh, sorry, there and New York. Sorry, okay. um, you know, because The Walking Dead is is obviously still huge, even though obviously the past couple seasons kind of took a little be. bit of a took a little bit of a even hit. It sucks. So they're going to have Andrew Lincoln, <laughs> who's in his final season, reportedly. Norman Reedus, uh, Daniel Guerrera, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. They're going to be joined by Angela Kang, who's now taking over, and Scott Gimble, who was the executive producer. Robert Kirkman, Gail and Hurd. You know, so the whole crew is going to be there, okay. um, and they're going to be kind of sounds exciting. Yeah, well, if it is exciting. That. You know, it is exciting. They're t- you're going to be talking. About season nine, you know all that kind of stuff. Cloak and Dagger panel uh, that's going on on uh, Friday. Bumblebee panel, which friend of the show Marcus Perry is going to be part of. He's going to be shooting um, film there. Actually, I think he's going to be directing like the film that's actually filming the panel and this and that and cutting together stuff. So I'm hoping to set, sit down with him okay. at some point, which would be great. There's a preacher panel, uh, but no. All these kind of sound really like, okay, they're great, they're whatever, you know? Right. The most controversial panel, though, of the evening has got to be, got to be, the Poe Star Wars panel going on. Let me, let me lay this on for you, folks. Star Wars mock trial, the court-martial of Poe Dameron. It's going to be in room 7AB, 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., the Legal Geeks and the Rebel Legion Sunrider base will put Poe Dameron on mock trial for mutiny for his actions in The Last Jedi 
A U.S. Army JAG attorney will advocate for Poe before U.S. Magistrate Judge Mitch Dembin, while Rebel Legion members will portray General Leia Organa and Poe Dameron. Where do you begin, Hassan? Where do you begin? It's just another piece of injustice. <laughs> because Wait. Ryan Johnson should be the one who's on trial for that <laughs> shit-ass movie. <laughs> bing, bing. Boy, when you're sick, you, you just, you just you lay I mean, out look, the... Uh, this is ridiculous. That's All right, well, that's just a drum-up controversy, right? Because people are... I mean, look, it was litigated already in the film. Right? Yeah, yes. It was already litigated in the film. He 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 did he mutinied twice in the film. The first time when she told him come back to base. Yeah. And he didn't and got the whole bomber yeah. squad killed. Uh-huh. And then uh she demoted him. Yeah. And then he mutinied again. Yeah. And then they they were kinda of all right with it. They were like, Yeah, you know, I kinda of like him. He <laughs> likes a mutiny, but I kinda <laughs> he, like him. He doesn't quite listen to authority. <laughs> yeah, but and then he was he he led uh, he led an attack at the end of the film, right? So that's yeah. obviously all you know, all's forgiven, right? Yeah. You know, get <laughs> get out there and, and defend us all. So well, okay. I don't know why. Let's take this from two different angles, though. All right, the first thing. Well, what would be what would be an angle other than the film angle, right? The the just just for the fun of it, litigating it as a. That's as a film. exactly what I'm talking about. First angle, first and foremost, that's kind of cool. I mean, look, if you're gonna have a if you're gonna uh, have a Star Wars panel, it's, it's actually kind of a neat, like it's interactive, like it's something I don't know, yeah. it's something fun. Like yeah. it sounds, it sounds interesting. However, uh-huh. of all the movies to do this for, <laughs> the most. But again, that's the that's the controversy, clickbait. You know, it's the it's the most divisive the Star Wars search. You know, the search for for. <laughs> I mean. Of all the ones to do this for, you're going to do this for this one. When, of course. When well, I this agree- one already won a Nebula Award, if you notice. What is that? It's a, it's a literary award. Uh, for bad writing? No. Uh, Ryan Johnson won a Nebula Award for the script. What? The script, yeah. From who? I think it's a, either a Saturn Award. A Nebula Award or a Saturn Award. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember which one it is. We're a bad show. But how does he win? Do Wait, no, no, no. If I'd have done well, if I'd have known that. Oh, it's best best screenplay. You know, most innovative... Uh, most innovative screenplay. Yeah. It's a, it's a car chase. Like, it's a three-hour car chase. Hey, don't... don't with, a, with a one-hour, like, interlude into nonsense. Like, <laughs> like, uh-huh. Dude, I could so win awards now. Like, when the bar is set that low... Check out Mainstream. It's an awesome show, and uh, you know, it's, it's oh in stores right now, and you can go really check it out. And it's no, way, it's way no. better. It, well, it should be. It should be now. Like, like how does how does he win? No, no, no. That's it's, it. Happened, of course. You know what? That but that's 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 like giving Obama the the Nobel Peace Prize, right? It's why. It, no, I, I. It's it's it's. It's to just it's drum up. The, it's, it's the, the dr- explosion. It's, it's, it's to just the, drum up the, the clickbait. Yeah, are we back, the the, are we're back on the original point then? Well, I guess. Does, does all roads lead to the original point? It, sure. <laughs> clickbait. Clickbait, clickbait. Is, clickbait is the... Uh, no, but you can never name the comic book clickbait because people would avoid it because they were all avoiding clickbait. They wouldn't even get it. No, but people aren't. That's the problem. People aren't actually avoiding clickbait. There if is a hashtag called clicks are for dicks. Okay. If they avoided <laughs> so. clickbait, then not we wouldn't. Even, Trump wouldn't even be in the White House oh, really? right now. Think, no, I don't, I'm not having a political comment, but yeah. Well, no, yeah, I, I'm I not, look, so. I'm not saying whether you think he should or shouldn't. I'm just saying that, I'm, that I'm just saying the had same reason actually, they won a Nebula Award, same reason that they gave Obama the Nobel Peace Prize after he, you know, right. after he became the drone, uh, the drone president, the drone strike president, right? Oh, that's or actually before, a good point, actually. That, I didn't right? think about that, yeah. Okay, so you have, uh, you, you've, you've got this panel. Yeah. This panel's going to drum up a lot of controversy. It's going to be... Like, like hundreds of people yeah. clamoring to get in there just so they could yell about how much they hate the movie in the first place. Yeah. That is not going well, to be... Well, that's what I'm saying. That like, is not going to be an unattended panel. That you know? panel so, is going to... I wonder well, if, diverse, I wonder if diversity in comics is going to be there. Well, you, you go and <laughs> kick him for me. <laughs> like, that would be actually incredible, like, if diversity in comics is like, I'm going to attend that panel. Yeah, go... I don't even know how... Would he get a professional badge? I guess he kind of would, wouldn't he? If anyone would say or press, comics. or press badge, I don't know. I don't even know why we're talking about him 
pretty well, big because well, you know, you know, he is the he is one of the faces, even though I guess not his face, of of like the people that were diametrically opposed to that to that film. Um, even though I agree with you, because the film, like, we are diametrically what, for, opposed for the, for the Last Jedi. Yeah. But we're opposed to die. I guess. I guess maybe sixty percent of the world is diametrically opposed to Last Jedi, right? <laughs> I think that's a, is a that a fair assessment. There's a substantial amount yeah. of people, there, but I, it is, it is yeah. fair. And and, fair. and people were making tons of money off of off of this, uh, you know. Yes, because it's been divisity. Divisity. Oh, divisity against diversity. Oh, oh boy. I just. I am. I come on a roll tonight. Oh my god. I must be going to Comic Con. That's exactly what Apparently, has to be happening. You're you're about to have a great time. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm getting up at five in the morning tomorrow. I'm t- catching a flight at seven. Oh. It's gonna be, and then I'm running hold over. Hold on. We got hold. We got, hold on. I gotta get my violin out of my. Let pocket. me. Uh, let me. Let me give a shout out to our <laughs> exactly. um, uh, another friend of the show though. Um, Bevan from Adultish is gonna be hosting the Van Helsing panel. For Denna cool. Geek, so we're going to give her a little props. Mitch Hyman, who's also been a guest on the show, Bubba the Redneck Werewolf, is hosting an indie filmmaking uh, panel, so go check that out at 12. Uh, 10 o'clock, I'm going to be attending sort of, some sort of Stan Lee panel. Ironically, I'm landing at 10 a.m., so I'm not sure how it's going to happen, but uh, Superman, Superman's going to I think you planned that badly. Well, <laughs> That's I, definitely, what I, think. I definitely planned something. I don't know what, but I did something. All right, when we come back... And won the Saturn Award, excuse me, not a Nebula Award. It's some sort of space thing. Uh, When we come back, we are going to be talking to Jose Holder, um, artist, filmmaker, working at Netflix, and the creator of the film Red Ruby. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Are you into comics, movies, and pop culture at large? What about music and TV? Then you're in for a treat. This is Michael Dolce, your host on TalkingAlternative.com. I've been professionally writing comic books, screenplays, and music articles for almost 15 years. Catch my show, Secrets of the Sire, at its new primetime slot, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and get the inside scoop on the pop culture universe you love to talk about. For more info, go to SecretsOfTheSire.com. The superpower you wish you had? Um, teleportation. Ooh. I always go flight. I'm always like, I want to fly. You teleport. You don't need to fly. Right. You never be late for work. <laughs> That's what you would do. This is why you're the co-host of a, of a, of a middling podcast. Because yeah. you don't dream big enough. And because I can't teleport. If I can teleport, you think I would be sitting here right now? You'd be on time. Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. We do this every Wednesday night. Talkradio.nyc. Talking comics, movies, TV, pop culture. Uh, we've been talking about a lot of things. We led off with uh, the controversy with Shira. Uh, we funneled into the most controversial panel in uh, Comic-Con coming up, which is the Poe Dameron one. And now we're going to talk controversy. Well, no, we're not really going to talk controversy. He's a really nice guy. we got Jose Holder coming on board. Jose, you there? What's up, buddy? How you doing? <laughs> doing very, very good. You, uh, you know, you your okay? your uh, sire artwork is like the iconic uh, logo artwork for us uh, for the show. So, <laughs> you know, how many years ago that I'll was? I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah, no, it's been it's been really exciting. It's ex- it's exciting to kind of see you know where you've been and how you're doing and and uh, and all this stuff. So you, you've been doing some pretty exciting things since you since you last left the sire. Uh, why don't you we give... left each other? Yeah, yeah. on the side of the road. <laughs> it was a it was a long time ago. What, we what... had a lot of fun on those on those books, man. Yeah, do you remember how long ago that was? It was ten years ago. Actually, it was over ten years ago. It was eleven years ago now. It was oh seven. I remember. Sire number five, I literally slept at the job I was working at because I was, like, using their computers to, like, finish the coloring and finish the lettering um, to make the diamond, you know, run in time so it wouldn't be late. Right. <laughs> like, it was crazy. 
you were coloring, you were writing, you were yeah, you were like a, and a man on a mission. Oh yeah, it was and great I still to see am. You work. <laughs> I still am. Um, so yeah, so I mean, I mean, you, you're doing stuff for Titan Comics. Uh, you're doing some video game design, some Netflix yes, stuff. Uh, where do you want to begin? <laughs> well, uh, hey, it's, it's it's been a lot. I mean, a lot of has happened in those ten years. But yeah, I've had a chance to dabble in. Um, some comic books, uh, some video games for Ubisoft, mm-hmm. um, and even some film, which is which has been like a, a really new undertaking for me. Talk talk to me about the filmmaking, actually. Like, I mean, as a visual artist, I got to imagine it's a pretty seamless transition, no? Uh, well, for me, from the production end, yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty much what I've done for the last twenty five years. Uh, as a storyboard artist, I have helped other directors and producers. Um, uh, create their visions for a final product, you know, to go on to the big screen or small screen. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was, I was fairly in my own wheelhouse, you know, uh, yeah. storyboarding and creating the, the production design and everything for, um, for my own uh, film that was based on off a comic book that I had, uh, I had running through my mind for years. Sure. Well, let's give us, uh, give us the overview of Red Ruby then. Okay, so uh, Red Ruby started off as a, a comic book, and my love for uh, quantum mechanics, mm-hmm. that, that maddening universe, um, <laughs> and basically it, it all stemmed from a question I had, I used to pose to my students, um, how will the universe end, by fire or by ice? You know, as, will the planets sort of converge, or would they, would they space out and, um, and get colder and colder? And um, a lot of people felt... Uh, fire would be the way that we would go. So mm-hmm. I took that concept and uh, I played with uh, the Big Bang, which uh, I thought might be a cool premise to see in reverse. So if uh, the Big Bang that we all come to know has been the beginning of our universe, what might it look like if it were actually the end and we're watching it in reverse? That's like pretty so, deep stuff right there. It is, it is. So I needed a catalyst for this. I needed a human being sure. to actually ground this concept. And that's where Ruby was born. I, uh, she's basically um, a mental singularity that will collapse the universe inside her. So, so while she's dealing from a mental illness, uh, multiple personality disorder, mm-hmm. um, these personas come through her and some will either help her to reach her goal, which is to collapse the universe into a singular voice, or will fight to emerge and stand against her. It's basically warriors, if you remember that movie. Um, and uh, the end goal really is the one or the many, you know, that Judeo-Christian question. Okay. Um, should we follow the one, or should we uh, support an individuality? And so I put all of that, believe it or not, into a 20-minute Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> it's a film <laughs> short. It's a film short. <laughs> it's, like... it's a film short, yeah. But um, the, it's supposed to be kicked off by a comic book prequel. Um, but I had to do the film first, right? Because it was going to cost a lot and <laughs> take a lot of time. So I did that first. Uh, I wanted to see if it had legs. And we're doing really well on the festival circuit. So now the comics have to come out, which I'll, of course, draw and, and, uh, and write. So this, I'm always fascinated by this. What's the path for like a film short? Um, Marcus Perry, who actually contributed on the first issue of Sire that you you drew, which was Sire number five. Right. Um, right. You know, he took Razor Sharp through the film circuits as well too. Um, he's mm-hmm. he's doing stuff in Hollywood now, but um, you know, but he was always kind of he would always tell me it's like it's it's a grueling thing, you know, yeah. and it's and it's and it's one that's not necessarily you know what's I, I guess what's the best case scenario, what's the worst case scenario for the film in the in the uh, you know doing that. Well, I mean, it depends on what your end game is. Um, in the 21st century, we have so many options, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we can we can jump on any platform we want, and uh, we can cut we can cut out the middleman and go straight to our consumers. So, sure. a lot of my friends are thinking uh, web series is the way to go. Yeah. Um, others are thinking, listen, Netflix is a is the new powerhouse in town, mm-hmm. and platforms like that, VOD. Uh, you know, like Amazon Prime, all yeah. of this. This is the way to get your uh, creator concepts straight to its desired audience. Yeah. You know? And to me, that's the comic book 
audience. It's our people. Right. You know? Right. So that's, I mean, that's, it, 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 yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you all the way. Um, well, it really depends on, on where you want to end up. I mean, for me, I know that I wanted to create uh, a transmedia universe that allowed okay. me to, to um, secure a living for myself in the sense that I could go from short film mm-hmm. to comics. Uh, we're going to be doing some audio comms on the weekend, mm-hmm. uh, 10-minute audio comics. Um, that are going to be spun off some comic strips that I do during the, the week, just, you know, single panels. Wow. And then combine everything back into volumes and then back into uh, another short film. I just wanted to be able to jump on a branding bandwagon, and I, I'd love for other creators to, uh, you know, take their ideas and, and come on board, you know? Wow. Well... We got a couple creators here. We'll, we'll we'll work with you. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. Uh, <laughs> you recently moonlighted on uh, X Men Dark Phoenix, and I know you said yeah. you can't you can't talk about it at all. So my first question to you is, what can you talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that up. Uh, what actually happened was I had signed on to do um, Assassin's Creed Origins, the video okay. game. So I was I was with them for about a year and a half, and while I was there, I got a call to work on X Men and. For years, I had been playing ping pong with them. You know, the schedules just never worked, and it happened again. And I had really a week, maybe a week and a half, Mm -hmm. to knock out some storyboards for an opening scene. And so I made them the craziest, coolest storyboards I've ever done. Wow. And, uh, yeah, that was it. That was my part. I mean, in the previous X-Men film, I I got to to design the... uh, the uh, the cast for Quicksilver's foot, you know, Apocalypse broke his foot. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Like, I mean, it's amazing. Like the amount of intricate detail that goes into these movies, even movies that might not have reached a critical, you know, uh, positive review. Let's say, um, it, you know, it. it's just like the amount of the amount of like detail, like just bringing people like you on to 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 like design. Like, what is this going to look like, and how's that going to look like? You know, when Silex, like, yeah, and it's. You know, this is why I love film so, so much. And, you know, when you when you sit at the end of a film and you watch those credits roll, that's a person's life. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's uh, time spent. It's sacrifice. It's, it's years of study. And that's one name amid uh, hundreds, not thousands, you know. And so I have so much respect for the medium. I really can't look at a film and go, that sucks, because nobody woke up in the morning with that intent. You we, know what I mean? We can't, uh, we, we asked last week, because we had a stunt woman from Ant-Man on. Uh, yeah, stunt, stunt I woman. That. Yeah, I, I listened to your show. She couldn't, she didn't see her name in the film, though. She didn't see her name. Did you, have you seen your name in a film credit yet? Oh, uh, yeah. For all, <sighs> I've been doing it for about 20 years. I think I only have about... 27 or something credits <laughs> but yeah I've, I've seen oh uh, <laughs> I've seen my name in almost Hassan, all of them but yeah, Hassan just I'm rolled his eyes at you from the party. Sure. Hassan just rolled his eyes at you with his sunglasses I see him <laughs> through the sunglasses <laughs> Only twenty seven. Only twenty seven. Like how cool is that? Give, give, go, walk through. Give me your emotions when you see it for the first time. Uh, it's it's funny because. <laughs> Like, for example, on an X-Men film, we'll all get, um, you know, uh, premiere screenings. Yeah. uh, I guess three to five days before the actual release. Okay. And so we're sitting with cast and crew, right? Yeah, yeah. Crew. And dead silence, eh? I shit you not. Dead silence when those credits roll, man. Oh, yeah. And then then there's just uh, this overwhelming applause. And we're really just applauding ourselves. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's fantastic. So... I, yeah, I, I mean, you scream your name out, but when you're sitting in a, a room full of a lot of people, it's really just you. It's me and my wife, really. Yeah. I'm not pointing at the screen or anything, if that's what you're <laughs> I would be. I would, have, I would have gotten right up there and been like, look, there's me. It's me right there. No, I'm good. My mom would probably scream at, you know, scream at, that's my boy. But beyond that, man, it's just, it's just a nice sense of pride. My mom know? watches every episode of this. She doesn't even know what we're talking about, but she watches every episode. <laughs> Works really good. Jose, tell everyone uh, where they can find you and uh, what's next on the docket for you. Okay. Well, um, hey, follow Red Ruby um, or me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm on all of it. Um, Red Ruby underscore movie or Red Ruby the movie. And uh, 
great things are happening. We're about to jump into the comic book section of things and the comic strips. And um, if you want to see the movie, it's going to be on two tours right now happening simultaneously. The Geek Fest Film Fest Tour. Okay. Okay. We're, we have like about five or six cons on that uh, on that docket, and we're also part of the SuperCon tour, which is going to about three other cities across the United States. So that's awesome. There, there are lots of ways to hook up with us. Awesome. Well, uh, as always, you're a friend of the show. Uh, you you drew some of my favorite issues of Sire, so uh, Thanks, you know brother. you always hold a always hold a special place uh, with me and uh, with the show. So when things are happening, just let us know, and we'll uh, we'll jump you back on again. You're on. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. When we come back, we go spinning the racks. Can a man actually get up with any kind of macho manliness and say Twilight was a good film franchise and or movie? That's like the guy <laughs> wearing the pink shirt, right? Like, yeah. He, he but, feels completely confident. But in, men can <laughs> rock the pink. Oh, wait, wait, <laughs> wait. Sam, audience, Sam the engineer is Sam, wearing pink. Right. I just pulled a Hassan. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. I remember that one being funnier, that drop. It was funny because Sam was wearing a pink shirt, but it was like, you had, I guess you had to be there. Um, but we laughed at it repeatedly after because we had been there. But probably everyone listening to that has never laughed at that one. Right. We talk comics, movies, TV, <laughs> pop culture, and we are gearing up for our final segment. But I want to thank Jose Holder, um, artist extraordinaire, filmmaker, video game designer. I mean, he's 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 run the gamut. Um, you know, he's participated a little bit in the creative field. Only twenty-seven film yeah. credits. Yeah, I'm quoting him on that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, we had some good comments as well too uh, Alexa Fox commented She just discovered her secret power The moment you mention my name The, the, the Facebook feed crashes And then I said yeah that's it's pretty, pretty much Yeah, 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 yeah So yeah. don't be using your powers on us Yeah <laughs> uh, What could you do without Talking about the Poe trial John Glenn Rubel Jr I see this as an apology or as a gauge For what the next film direction should go why are you snickering? Don't snicker at our <laughs> Come on, they're our audience. Don't snicker. Well, I mean, yeah, I agree yeah. with him. It's well, he also said he would love to funny. attend this con. Well, they, you know. Like, who wouldn't? Well, that's, that was the goal, right? Of, yeah. Of having it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess. No. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> 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 it's a riveting show the night before San Diego Comic Con. Like I, I basically I've been like up all day just trying to get ready and get all this stuff. So so I at least have, well, an I have the flu. and you have the flu. Yeah, so. you know. And Sam's not wearing his pink shirt right now. Yeah. So you know this is yeah, terrible. Pink. All right, Absolutely. we do this every week. We go spinning the racks to bring you the most fantastical pop culture news out there. Spinning the racks, spinning It's ten years ago this week, the Dark Knight. Debuted and changed movie making for Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. That's yes, the, mm, well, The right. Dark Knight. Yeah, that's there's no other The Dark Knight that that came out in 2008. You could have been just talking about Batman. You could have been misinformed and think Batman was created only ten years ago. But it was, was, a, it was a sequel. It was a sequel and a new franchise. Like how, how would you even think that Batman is The Dark Knight? Yeah, you yeah. could have just been talking about Batman. No, you didn't necessarily no. have to be talking about a film. You know, I'm, I'm, we're gonna get to I'm trying to clarify We're going to get to spin the racks, actually, in a second. Mm -hmm. Like, Let me ask you a question. Rob Liefeld tweeted, and I thought this was actually pretty good. He says, no offense to Dark Knight, but Iron Man did more to change movie making than Dark Knight did. Agree or disagree? Uh, agree. I did, too. Shoot, this is going to be a terrible show. <laughs> well, think about it. Like, Dark Knight was the first... I'm not a fan of Dark Knight. I'm... I'm. But you're a fan of Heath Ledger, right, in the movie? Did he... I mean, his portrayal of Joker? Heath Ledger was great in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So he was a great Joker. His performance as Joker... Is, the problem is, he was the standout performance, and nobody else could stand up to him. Right. And it's a movie where he has... The heavy has to share it with the hero. Yeah. And the hero is just kind of non-existent in that yeah. movie. Which is why that movie, I think... Is a really great 
film and a horrible Batman movie. It's a trash Batman movie. It's, it's a not garbage trash. Batman. It's, it's a garbage not. superhero that's movie. That's terrible. Like, what are you talking about? It's it very, not. very exciting. If you ask me my opinion, that's my opinion. Your opinion's obviously wrong. Of, of course. It's clearly of wrong. Of course. It's always wrong. That's why I'm here. <laughs> that's, what, that's pretty much why I keep you around every week. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Well, you'll then appreciate this. I found this. The Dark Knight, 10 years later, and I'm still mad about this one stupid plot hole. The Dark Knight occupies... Almost a mythic place. This is from Screen Rant uh, in modern American culture. So much so, I'm sure mythic. you already have a fully formed opinion about it. For many, it's the best superhero movie of all time. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, that's a that, was, that was tough. That was, whatever uh, that was, I'm over it now. I'm good. For me, I like it just fine. I was dazzled by the film when I first saw it ten years ago. But sometime between my second and third viewing, someone spoiled the film for me. They pointed out a ridiculous logic-bending plot hole that just about ruins the entire film. Mm. So I'm going to do this for everyone else. I'm going to ruin the film for them. Of course. I'm very excited. It's the job. Let me set the scene for you. Gotham's elite are assembled at a ritzy benefit held by Bruce Wayne, which is obviously played... Bruce. <laughs> nice. I like well, that. It's, yeah, it's, you know, it's Bruce. Hey, it's very Baroque of you. It, it, well, I, th- I thought so. I thought so. I thought it was very... Uh, I'm trying to set a scene here. Look, I'm... Got you. There was, when we used to play in bands together, uh, and Joe was, our, was our, uh, our bass player, actually, at the time, and then he was our guitar player at the time. He wasn't our bass player with you because you were the bass right. player. Right. But he used to say, he's like, it doesn't matter how you start a song. It's how you finish. So I'm trying to finish this show Whoa. in like, okay. in like solid. All right. Okay, solid go ahead. Go ahead. So, Baruch Wayne. <laughs> Champagne's flowing. Bodies are swaying. Witty dialogue is tossed about. Then it all shatters. The Joker and his goons are setting off a series of assassinations and terror attacks culminating in a violent party crash. Bruce Wayne hides Harvey Dent and proceeds to slip away to change into his bat suit. So far, so good. The plot just doesn't make any sense. It kind of hums with a... uh, Oh, doesn't just make sense. It kind of hums with a frenetic energy. The Joker's personal genius for controlling chaos is on full display, and Bruce Wayne must somehow juggle his two very public lives. It's fun, it's tense, it's horrifying, and it's full of the verb you want out of a comic book adaption. Then it happens. Rachel Dawes offers herself up for hostage. When Batman arrives, the maniacal villain throws her from the window, and Batman dives after his lady love. He saves her, of course, but in doing so wrecks the entire plot. The Dark Knight never returns to the party scene where the Joker and his henchmen have the rich and famous of Gotham in their grasp. We don't see any attempt to foil the Joker's crime, nor do we know how he gets away. We merely quick cut to the next chapter of the story. Since Batman's emotional arc was tied up around Rachel, we see her rescue as a cathartic end to the scene, but it's actually a failure for the hero. Well, it is. If he doesn't find a way to return to the fray and save everyone else in peril, it's lazy storytelling that makes no sense. And it's a laughably bad misstep. Uh, actually, no, because if he had, if you had to film the scene where he ran up the stairs to go back and then finds out that the Joker's gone, that's that's a that's wasted time. You had to cut that out for pacing. Oh, okay. So the whole thing is he threw her out the window to distract Batman so that they could make their escape. Yeah. So logic dictates that once he catches Rachel and they land, the Joker's already in the wind. Right. So. That's not really a plot point. That's so we've old. just shot down this guy's entire thing. Yeah, so he can ridiculous. enjoy the movie again. Yeah. If, is what if, he can basically if say. If he allows himself to, he can <laughs> go back and enjoy the movie. <laughs> I can I could totally make that. I can ruin the movie for him. Jose Holder chimed in, which I, I appreciate. I like, what, I like when our guests chime in. Dark Knight changed the game for hyper-realized superhero films. Oh, God. <laughs> Let's strike two, Jose. Hassan's, Hassan's got you in his, in his crosshairs now. Hyper-realized. No, but it is. Like, that's it's a, gritty and it's, it's a very valid It's a superhero point, movie. Though, right? Why is it real? Because superheroes don't really exist. Why does it have to be real? And what is the idea because, of it? Because there's always He been. is not a superhero in that movie. Because superheroes save people. And he saves no one in that film. Yeah. And then no matter what I do, I cannot convince people. He saved Harvey Dent. Until he turns into two He didn't. He, he burned. He mutilated Harvey Dent. Turned <laughs> no, him into the first time. The and first turned time. him into a villain. Good. And he then did killed Harvey Dent at the end. Yeah. And then people just let him get a pass for that. Even though his whole rule is not to kill anybody. But he definitely knocks Harvey Dent off the roof to save, <laughs> to save Joffrey. <laughs> right? He, he definitely knocks Harvey Dent off the roof to save Joffrey. <laughs> It wasn't Joffrey. It was um, it was uh, Commissioner Gordon's son. <laughs> Joffrey's in the first one, but he knocks him off the roof. So he kills Harvey Dent. So Batman actually kills someone, and he, that's the only person that the only thing he does in action is kill someone to save this boy. Yeah, 
after saving the Joker, who's yeah. the only the, the, a hundred people die in that movie, <laughs> as the Joker is trying to provoke Batman into action. Yeah. And Batman's not going to do anything. He's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm. I'm going to show up late. I'm going to show up late and not <laughs> save this person. I'm the. I'm not going to. I'm not going to save the. Uh, the commissioner who drinks acid. I'm not going to save the judge who gets blown up. Yeah. I'm not going to save. I'm going to try to save Rachel, but she's going to get no, blown, she'll up get too. blown up too. Yeah, yeah. She got blown up. I try to save Harvey, but he's going to be mutilated and become a, new, a villain who I'm going to eventually kill anyway. Yeah. I'm not going to save the two people, the, the the two boats, the two ferries. Everybody on those ferries are effed if he if they don't decide to save themselves. He does nothing to save those people. He does nothing. Yeah. To try to say, and he then, then he cracks righteous with the Joker. You see, everybody's ready to do good. And then, <laughs> what if they didn't? What if they totally spazzed out and blew each other up? Batman would have been completely inconsequential that whole film. I'm just impressed that you're able to give the Batman voice when you have the flu. Oh yeah, well that's my that's actually no, that's, that's my probably, natural probably, voice probably, <laughs> right now because of this flu. So you are saying it's hyper realized then. It's hyper real in the fact that superheroes don't exist and they're useless. And if, if a guy ran around uh, New York City right now in a bat outfit, he would be as useful as the Dark Knight was in that movie. The movie is horrible for superheroes. It's a horrible superhero movie. It's horrible. I like it. Of course you do. You like X2. You're an idiot. Yeah, I think it's... <laughs> <laughs> You did, you did not like Ant-Man because of when it came out. It had nothing yeah. to do with the film at all. No, the film was okay. It, <laughs> it was all right. If it came out in, in, in October, you would have been like, this was, the, this was just what October was, needed. Ant-Man This was, was just what October needed as an Ant-Man film. I would like films to personalize themselves for when I would like to see them. Well, of course you would. That's what I want to know. You're an idiot. That's what I want to know. All right. <laughs> when we come back next week... I'm going to San Diego. I'm going to give you my first-hand account of everything that went on. I'm going to a couple That'd parties. I'm going to the Denny Geek party. I'm going yeah, to the Aspen the, party. Look at all the stuff I did. I know. That's the whole point. <laughs> it's to be seen. Me. It's to be seen. Send me the outline for next week. <laughs> I did. So I'll know what the hell we're supposed to be talking about as opposed to that's, me being that, delirious that's a, that's right a behind now. Well, you were delirious anyway, just, so it worked out. Just mouthing off. It worked out pretty good. <laughs>